0: ramble
1: hello welcome to this week's episode of you can sit with us i'm matt i'm sitting here with maggie hello and rainy and today we are delusional we're talking about delusion self-delusion other people's delusion drag delusion Everything delusion. Yes. Yes. What does delusion mean to you, Maggie? When you hear delusion, delusion, what does it mean?
2: Are you asking me like what I am delusional about or what it means to me in general?
1: First, what it means to you.
2: To me. It's just a something that you believe in that isn't necessarily true. (laughs) Mm, Okay. What is it to you?
1: The the dictionary definition Mm -hmm. of delusion. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of alliteration there is a false belief or judgment about external reality Hmm. held despite incontrovertible, (laughs) (laughs) held despite incontrovertible evidence to the contrary. Okay. Is all in your mind. Okay. What you think in your mind about the outside world.
2: Okay. And it doesn't, it says this this is a false belief. So it's already proven false.
1: Yes, exactly. So there's evidence that it's not true. Mm, Okay. But you think it's true. Okay. You've convinced yourself that it's true. Mm. But I think that brings up an interesting point because you have an internal reality and then an external reality. Mm -hmm. Right. And so a lot of times they're like incongruent. Right. About what's happening.
2: Mm -hmm. But I feel like you have to believe in delusions to get anything done. I feel like things. Do you agree with that?
1: Yes, I think everyone has to have some form of self-delusion in order to like achieve things. Mm -hmm. Like I think you do need to be realistic, but you also need to be delusional, Mm -hmm. right? So (laughs) what are you delusional about?
2: What am I delusional? Or
1: what have you been delusional about recently?
2: I feel like, okay, not recently, but I think that I've always held the belief that I would be a good singer or Mm. play an instrument if I had the right training. Mm. And I think that's a delusion. (laughs) I like really hope that's true. But I do genuinely believe that I am tone deaf. (laughs) But I like to tell myself that it's because I didn't have the right training and that's why I'm not a pop star. Ooh. What about you?
1: <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Um, my delusion, especially recently, mm-hmm. has been that I'm still in my mind like 27. Oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I still in my mind feel like I'm younger than I am.
2: I feel I experience and that. And that's delusional.
1: A lot. I'm definitely not. Like literally this morning, I tweaked my back getting out of bed. You know what I mean? Like it was like not good. Yeah. So that didn't happen at 27, you know?
2: It could have happened. At tw- no, but they I, didn't. I mentally, I'm mentally, I old. think I'm, I'm still so 26. <laughs> That's like my ideal. That's what how old I think I am.
1: Yeah, right? Like in your mind, you're like delusional about your age. And like, I feel like I'm delusional to the point that you do things to your external body to like make yourself look more that age. Like I just got microneedling. Mm. At the beginning of this year, Mm -hmm. you know, because it helps your skin look younger Mm. and stuff. So, like, I would say that this the age delusion has gone an extra step. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're like you. It's like trying to force the external reality to meet my internal reality.
2: Baby soft skin, (laughs) always. Baby soft skin. Baby soft skin.
1: (laughs) Right? I mean, that's that's delusional. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm never gonna be 27 again. No. You're like nope. You're gonna
2: be an old man. Embrace those wrinkles, Matt. You're wrinkling quicker. At the you're spe- wrinkling quicker. Wrinkling quicker. <laughs> Quick. Right.
1: Yeah. What is a delusion that Zach has, or that you think Zach has?
2: He thinks he is an A plus dancer. <laughs> I think he. I think he does have good riz- rhythm, but I don't uh-huh. think that he. I mean, I've seen like professional, we've all seen professional dancers. We've all seen step up one, two, three.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't think. Bring it on. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Uh he's
2: at that level, but I think he, Mm. in his mind, when he's on the dance floor has to channel that energy or else he wouldn't dance. Right. So I think he firmly believes in his heart that he is Channing Tatum. (laughs) (laughs) What is a delusion (laughs) Eugene has?
1: I think... Eugene is so hard on himself mm. that he is delusional about his own success mm. already. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's already accomplished so much and he has so much going on and and all these projects that he's working on. You know, he's already found so much success. But his delusion mm. is that he doesn't have that yet. Mm. Right? When it's like everyone else sees him as that yeah. already. Mm-hmm. You know, even like his family, like his parents, everyone around him does, but he doesn't yet. Yeah. So I think that's like the opposite of what we were talking about of like delusion, helping you achieve things. It's actually like it's getting in his way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Rainy. Do you have any delusions, self delusions?
0: Let's see. Do I have any delusions? Um, I feel like, Oh, (laughs) is there anyone that you believe that if you met them,
2: they would fall in love with you? Exactly.
0: That's literally what I was just about to talk about. (laughs) I met this guy recently and I was like, he's in love with me. And I was like, well, I know, I know that's crazy,
2: <laughs> but I feel like it's but, like, I feel like I've heard you say like, if I met Tom Holland, he
0: would Oh fall. yeah. Actually not Tom Holland, Timothy for sure. Oh, Tom Timothy. Holland, oh, Timothy. I actually think, I think he might be like, she's kind of funny, but I don't think she, he would, he would be swayed. But Timothy, Timothy, I just, I've already dated Timothy practically. <laughs> I've dated the version of Timothy, like <laughs> the valedictorian, like annoying, like just sniffly, like sniffly. He's always like all nasally oh my god um uh, but Whoa. yeah definitely a lot of times i'm just like whenever there's an awkward situation i'm like they're in love with me you know <laughs> whenever it's like oh this person's acting kind of weird i'm like okay well he probably has a crush on me i don't know
1: Sorry. and I'm that's like, what so helps pretty. you get through the situation exactly oh. exactly okay <laughs> okay a coping mechanism yes right it's that's a good. way better way to live Agreed. You don't want to be like, okay, this is just awkward. What do I do? Yeah, because then you're too much in your own head. But I feel like if you
2: switch that in your brain, you're like, I'm actually killing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer in fake it till you make it. I mean, I feel like that takes a lot of delusion to fake it.
2: Yeah, I feel like delusion is like on par with manifestation. And like if Mm -hmm. you manifest something, you're already like putting it into words. Mm -hmm. And you're that much closer.
1: Mm -hmm. Even though I did... See an article recently that talked about how when you tell other people like your goals, Mm -hmm. it actually delays you achieving your goals. Interesting. Because then you're thinking about how you look to other people about you achieving those goals instead of spending the time doing it. Mm. If you keep them to yourself and achieve them, You'll have better satisfaction and you'll be further along than telling everyone. Interesting. And trying to go for it. Hmm. So it's also about like self accountability versus like. I thought by telling people. people
2: you are have more accountability because if you see that person again, they ask, What's the progress? And you're more inclined. Yeah. To have
1: more to report reporting. It's on. different for I think it just depends on where people get their motivation too. Yeah. Cause some people get motivation from other people. Right. And some people will get it from it from like within themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Delusional.
2: Yeah. But if you think of like very successful people, they had to have been a little bit delusional. I just think of like triathletes or like right. people who have made blockbuster movies. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they started somewhere mm-hmm. where people thought they were delusional if they had told them like, I'm going to win an Oscar one day. And look at
1: them now. Look at them now. They had to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. it you can make it. Yeah. I'm a big believer in figures it to make it. Mm-hmm. You just got to try it because otherwise... If you don't fake it, you'll never try it, mm-hmm. right?
2: And if you can't uh, trick yourself, not trick yourself, but make yourself believe, then why would other people believe in you? Right. So do it for yourself.
1: That's true. But hmm. you have to do it in a positive way. Mm-hmm. You know, be delusional, but be delusional the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Mantra to live by.
2: But elaborate on that. What do you mean like Well, you in don't want to be way. delusional- And it affect other people negatively.
1: Yeah. Or it affect you negatively. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And also that, you know, it's not your internal reality is not matching your external reality and it's holding you back from doing things Mm. rather than when your internal reality doesn't match your external reality and then you make it work in your favor. Yeah. That's the delusion we want.
2: That's yeah. That's what we're striving for.
1: Yeah. More self-confidence. Yeah. Less self-confidence. Yes. Yes. Always journey. So we'll keep that in mind. Because we got a tip for you, Maggie. Hmm. Don't be delusional. Don't be delusional. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be delusional, Maggie. Copper hair is real. <gasps> Do you Ooh. remember when we had a copper hair conversation? Yeah,
2: I've always wanted to go. How you go were going to go copper? I want to go copper.
1: Okay, so this is a great tip from one of our listeners. Okay. She wrote in to tell you how you can go copper. How <laughs> to make your internal reality an external reality. Tell me. Just letting Maggie know. But an alternative for copper hair is to use henna.
2: Oh, okay.
1: It doesn't work like regular chemical dyes. So your hair might hold on to it better. It's also non-damaging and the color becomes more vibrant the more it's repeated. Oh. It only costs about $5 an application. Okay. And it's very user-friendly because it doesn't create harsh lines. Hmm. This user does it once a month and they've done it for years. But there's two big caveats. Once you start with henna, you can't really go back to chemical dyes, okay? Because then you risk green hair—a green hair situation. Oh, huh. I guess it's like chlorine a chemical and, reaction or something. Yeah, and or unless you strip your hair before you do chemical dyes, mm. which is really not good for your hair, or you have to grow your hair out. So it's a pretty permanent decision, and not recommended for someone who likes to change their hair color a lot.
2: Mm.
1: Which I feel like I haven't really seen you change your hair color.
2: No. Much. Not really. Yeah, I've always wanted to, but I have pretty uh, pretty stark eyebrows. I feel like that's like <laughs> the... Anytime I want to like change my eyebrows, I was like, but my eyebrows. I know people dye their eyebrows, but...
1: Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah. Or you could be like drag queens and just shave them off and then wear whatever eyebrow you want. I day,
2: like my eyebrows. You know? <laughs> 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 I like them, but they are just like very dark. But the anyway, go
1: consideration on. Consideration two is that you can't lighten your hair at all. Mm. So for darker hair, you may want to put highlights in before doing henna,
2: mm. in order
1: to create dimension. Oh, cool! It also does a great job of covering grays, and Ooh. then your grays look like natural highlights. Oh, smart! This is, sounds like a win-win. I think you need to try henna. Just try, I once. try it.
2: Yeah, if it's it's not permanent. It washes yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: I'm kind of. down. time. You know.
2: Where do I? I feel like I need to go to someone who like specializes in henna. And I wonder if there's it's like, like no. different tones.
1: Yeah. I have so many
2: questions. I'll try and find out.
1: Yeah. You yeah. can, maybe this listener will give us more information. Yeah. You know, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Maggie wants to know more about Hannah. She's intrigued.
2: Yeah. I'm intrigued.
1: She's ready for the copper hair revolution.
2: Yes. It I'm is, ready.
1: It is 2024. Is your year. It's your time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Your year to become I'm going to do some
2: Photoshop and really contemplate.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah. See if I can get my eyebrows to a place where I'm like confident.
1: I feel like you could do with copper eyebrows too. We'll see.
2: We'll see. Or maybe not. They don't have to match, but they just have to look.
1: Like being the same color family.
2: Yeah. I'm always like envious of the people that can kind of look good in any hair color. Like I've seen platinum blonde and brown and
1: yeah. I've never tried to go blonde. I feel like I look so bad.
2: I feel like you could go (laughs) like a Sandy. I feel like you could do a Sandy. I feel like you could pull it off. darker. Yeah, but you also have a beard. Well, I feel
1: like it would wash me out a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we have some great stories about delusion. Mm-hmm. So the first one is delusional groomsman. Okay. So what would you do in this situation, Maggie?
2: Okay.
1: I'm getting married this summer, and as some of you know, it is stressful.
2: Mm.
1: Plus, it is a destination wedding, just okay. like yours was, Maggie, Okay. to make it easier for family to attend so my stress levels are through the roof. Mm. One of my fiancé's friends reached out to me on Instagram to ask a question about the wedding date. He moved out of country and couldn't reach my fiancé, who doesn't have social media, so he reached out to me. I answered his question and then asked, so can I put you down as confirmed to attend the wedding? Mm -hmm. He responded, of course. Kevin, my fiancé, asked me to be groomsman. Okay. Well, that was the first I'd heard of that, so I immediately went to talk to Kevin, who was just as confused as I was. After much pondering, he figured out there must have been a misunderstanding. This friend had gone with my fiance on some very important wedding errands in the country where the wedding will take place since mm. I could not be there at the time. My fiance thinks there must have been some misunderstanding around that and somehow this guy now thinks he's a groomsman. Awkward. How does my fiance tell his friend nicely that he is not a groomsman? Thank That's you. So I love you. All. Interesting. She's like, "I'm stressed out and I don't want any more drama." Well, weddings are dramatic. I know. There's, they're just filled with drama. They're meant for drama. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Emotions are high. There's a lot of people you're responsible for. There's a lot of yeah. planning. I'm, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I, f- I feel you, sister. How do you un groomsman a groomsman?
2: I know. I feel like it's just worth a phone call. And you don't have to deal with it. Like, you can be stressed about it. but they're. I mean, that's his, that's his crown to bear.
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's not yours. The fiance's Kevin. Yes. Yeah. Don't Kevin let Kevin do it.
2: Don't let Kevin stress. I mean, there's going to be enough for you to be stressed about. That's so true. don't let someone else's stress also stress you out.
1: Yeah. I mean, what if they just didn't have any?
2: I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if she uh, has That's an easy a idea. wedding party. Yeah. That's an easy out. Everyone else has removed.
1: No wedding party. Tell them all.
2: You're not invited. No wedding party. You're invited,
1: party. but you're not a groom's person.
2: Yeah. I feel like it's just worth a phone call to see kind of where he's at and why he thinks that. Because there's been no planning. I'm like, how far away is this wedding, too?
1: Yeah. I'm just like, how is the? Com- I'm trying to play in my mind. Like, how is this conversation going to go? Right? Because if you're him on the other side of the phone. And you think you're a groomsman and you're excited about it. Yeah. And then he calls you and is like, actually, um, I only have two groomsmen and you're not one of them. Right? Like, what is he going to do?
2: I feel like... <laughs> hopefully, it's... I mean, the last thing you want to do is pick a fight with the bride and groom. They're under a lot of stress.
1: That's true. But I also feel like a lot of people... I mean, from your experience...
2: A lot of people the get really excited. I people
1: mean, give you a lot of grace around things happening with your wedding or were they also?
2: I mean, for the most it. part, like friends were yeah. very like nice and supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's always family drama. It was like
2: the closest people to me.
1: Yeah. Which is like. I feel like that's that's normal. Yeah. I feel like it always happens. Yeah. All, all the weddings. All the family is like the most.
2: Like squirrely about it, yeah. yeah, But then it ended up working out in my favor because, like, all this wet, like the hospital stress. Everyone Mm. was like, "Okay, how -hmm. can we help? We're not going to give you strife anymore." That's true. You had another
1: layer, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, would it be worse just to keep him? To keep him? Yeah, just keep him as a groomsman. Like,
2: I feel like it just depends. I mean, if he wants to, but I feel like you just tell your 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 fiance what's what's been reported to you, and then. It's his. It's his thing to bear.
1: I would have. A, I would set your fiance up for success and have a talk track. Mm. You know what I mean? But like you need to have this conversation with him, mm-hmm. and these are the three points you need to hit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how you hit them, you know. But you'd need to communicate these three things
2: because maybe like fiance is fine having him.
1: Obviously, there was some communication error already. Right. Error already. So maybe he him. Led so he him. Maybe he needs a little bit of guidance on how to communicate with. Yeah. Cause maybe the, him the
2: bringing along and doing wedding related things.
1: Yeah. Caused
2: assumptions.
1: Cause you could, it depends how cool the guy is, but you could also be like, you can come get ready with us. You can do all this. Like, can you be my special helper for the day instead mm-hmm. of being like a groom's person? Right. You know, there's another way to like posit it
2: mm-hmm. without hurting someone's feeling. But at the end of the day, it's your wedding and, you just need to advocate for what you want and
1: yeah, that's what you true. need
2: and people are there excited to support you.
1: That's true. At least you have a friend that's excited to support you. Like yeah. he could be like No. Yeah.
2: They asked me to be a, a groomsman but I don't want to.
1: Yeah. Or you're going to get you're going to cancel the wedding like the eczema girl, remember?
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was a wild story.
1: Yes. Yes, the story about I the girl who update. said that they canceled the wedding because of her bad eczema.
2: Oh. Gosh. And it was going
1: to look bad in pictures. Yeah. I would love to figure out what happened to that. Yeah. Well, good luck. Have your fiancé talk to him. Yeah. Give him a talk track. It'll help.
2: A script to follow if he yeah. needs.
1: Yeah. And yeah. hopefully it'll all work out.
2: Yeah. Exciting things to come.
1: Because were you most stressed, like, right before the wedding or the day of the wedding?
2: I think before the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. As, like, like the things were to coming relinquish. together and, like more like each contract being signed at like the stress grew. And then when yeah. it finally was there, I was like, okay, everything's done. Yeah. We're here and yeah. we're going to have fun. Cause we're here. Cause I, there was a big portion of time in January where we thought we were going to have to cancel the entire oh, that's thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't talk about that ever on the podcast, but there was a point where we were in the hospital and I was like, oh. I think that we have to cancel everything and not get reimbursed because It's way too close. Yeah. And I was just like, just delusional in my head. I was like, he's gonna, (laughs) he's gonna turn around. Like he has to turn around. It's going to be good. Mm -hmm. I have all the supplies I need. He's on antibiotics. Really, we only have to worry when he's off antibiotics. And here we go.
1: And it worked. And it worked. The delusion worked in your favor. (laughs)
2: Yeah. There were a couple calls to his surgeon throughout the weekend. But... We did it, and he's better now.
1: And you're married. And, you're and senora, we're married. And you're a senora now. Yeah. We made
2: it. <laughs> but what a time.
1: So you'll make it too. <laughs> yes, you
2: will. There's, you'll make it too. What's a wedding without a little pre-wedding stress?
1: So the next one is a delusional ex-bestie.
2: Uh-oh.
1: Hi. I love listening to your podcast for the advice and different perspectives you'll have on any situation without making it dark and gloomy. Mm. Ooh. I had a friend, Lizbeth, who I became close with after I stood up for her when some goes, girls bullied her oh. when we were all in the same after school club. That's so sweet. Bullying is bad. Yeah. Don't bully. We grew very close, very fast. But I noticed things that made me uncomfortable after a year, hmm. which I brushed off saying I was overthinking it. Looking back, those things were really to make – looking back, those things – started to make me insecure and not grow comfortable in my own skin Mm. or became better than her in her eyes. Mm. Like she was feeling her friend. Yeah. Her friend was thinking that she was better than her.
2: Oh,
1: she's two years younger, but started grad school when I took my gap year during the gap year. I removed myself from club activities and only came back to support people directly connected to me. Mm. Lizbeth simultaneously started grad school and was still heavily involved in all the club drama. She would ask me if she should go to certain events and I always told her no because she had just complained about these people and if she goes, then she'd feel ostracized and go home to cry after. So why would she put herself in that situation to begin with?
2: Hmm.
1: This exact scenario happened multiple times with the same outcome. I grew exhausted because I felt pressured to get worked up every time she got worked up. I stopped talking to her when I entered a severe depressive cycle, which she knew about and wouldn't reciprocate the effort I had given her when she went through her stuff.
2: Mm.
1: And she would be dismissive like I have it worse. I eventually pulled myself out of depression, but had to rethink if the friendship was worth my mental health. I never talked to her again when I decided to value my peace over everyone. Since starting grad school on a clean slate and keeping the people I truly cherish, I've never felt more free and happy with so little burden on my shoulders. Like I now get to go into situations excited for what's to come rather than dreading the littlest negative thing. But periodically I would hear a rumor that she spread about me. The most recent was her boyfriend saying, your best friend, referring to me as a little bitch. (gasps) Unprovoked to my friend in front of their classmates. He is known to say negative things like that after listening to Elizabeth talk trash about people. Do you think the ex-friend is toxic or am I just being dramatic and sensitive? I want to hear about your perspectives since you have more life experiences and have met a myriad of people. Hmm. She sounds like a bad friend. Yeah. Like some people. It sounds
2: like this person's also very empathetic, right? Mm -hmm. In that they are very supportive and kind of like take on whatever emotion the other person's putting off. So like Mm -hmm. helped her and supported her through that. And that person's not reciprocating it back. And that is It's also hard
1: because I mean, the friend is also seems very toxic. Yeah. Right. And it's like, if they're not bringing anything positive to you or your life, then Then why are you going to surround them too? And you're also
2: going to take on their stress. Yeah. And for what? Yeah.
1: For what? Exactly,
2: and that's like a good point to not let other people's like I know when you're emotionally attached to like your close friends and your close fam- family, it's like almost natural mm-hmm. to or not nat- it's like it's inevitable that you're gonna take on their stress because you love and care about them, right, but it's also important to know that in order to be your most supportive self to them, like you can't take that on
1: no exactly some a lot of times you need to be the opposite, like I find it especially like if you gene stressed
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then if I get stressed, it just they just both build on each other and yeah. then you become you both become way more stressed. Mm-hmm. Where it's like if one person is stressed, the other person almost needs to be de-stressed and be a rock to kind of help balance to bring the other person's stress down.
2: Absolutely. I mean that's Otherwise like, it
1: just builds and builds and builds and builds.
2: Yeah. And I just, mean
1: you become like so anxiety ridden.
2: Mhm. Yeah. And it's almost better like, I don't know, in nursing and stuff like that it's almost better to come from a place like Mm. non-emotional like i feel like i'm better at supporting people that i'm not as emotionally connected Mm. to and it's like the same reason why like doctors don't operate on or shouldn't on family members because you get like so emotional Mm -hmm. yeah
1: you can think more logically and stuff Mm -hmm. but at the same way you you don't need to be friends with everyone
2: yeah either if they're not a friend to you and Your friends allowing their significant other to talk poorly about you, that's not a good friend.
1: No. Yeah. That's definitely not a good friend. And also, it's okay for friends to come in and out of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's just not meant to be friends forever. Yeah. Just fine. Yeah. You only have so much brainwave space, Mm -hmm. so much bandwidth to think about. And sometimes timing is a lot
2: of it too. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you lose track lose touch with certain friends and yeah. maybe later in life that'll find you'll find each other again and like give people grace. But yeah. right now it does not seem like that <sighs> friendship is serving you in no. any way.
1: She's toxic. You should not have in your life. I think it's a good idea. You've removed yourself. But then what is she supposed to do about like her stills talking smack about her and like spreading rumors?
2: Just know that I'm rubber. your glue.
1: Water looks back. Water looks back. <laughs> yeah, that's hard though. That is hard, especially when you're in a school environment, because then everyone's and it's still smaller like. smaller and you so still insular, con- and everyone's together, and stuff you have to all the continue time. seeing
2: the person. Yeah, it's so yeah. much easier when you're just removed, and you're like, okay,
1: well, exactly. Yeah, I yeah, like, get to move on. That's also a good point. Like, you're in school, you're not gonna be in school forever. Like, mm-hmm. kind of once you're out of school, like that situation should disappear, right? You shouldn't be around those people anymore. Yeah, you have a those choice. Negative people. Yeah.
2: But in the meantime, I guess, try your best not to let it bother you.
1: I'd be interested to know, like, because her friend is obviously reporting this to her, right?
2: hmm
1: It's like, what? Did, how did her friend react to the guy saying it? hmm Right? Yeah. And another thing is weird is this girl saved Elizabeth from the bullying, and now Elizabeth is bullying her.
2: That's messed up.
1: So the next person who wrote in mm-hmm. is about delusional parents
2: yikes <laughs> yikes this is, does not sound like the fun delusion
1: We're oh, the positive I feel like none of these have been positive I, delusions I, yet <laughs> okay I'm an 18 year old girl in Canada um, in October I met a guy through some mutual friends and now we're dating we call often and try our best to hang out as much as possible I love his kind and goofy personality his ability to see the best in people his goals for the future I love being around him. All my relationships before were situationships where the guys were immature and obsessive, but this admittedly feels different. Mm. Also, this listener has impeccable writing and punctuation. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Like she uses semicolons.
2: Whoa. Love a good semicolon.
1: (laughs) Everything is going amazing and we're headed to the same university. It's not planned. It's just because it's a good university and neither of us wants to move. So the future feels good. But the only issue is my parents. My parents are more conservative than his. While he is able to tell his parents his exact relationship with me, I can only say he's a friend because that's all my parents will accept. Oof, I'm not really sure when they will see me as my own independent person and allow me to date. It's not like I'm diverting my focus from my studies. I'm still doing well in school. I'm also spending time with my family My time is well balanced, but I don't know how to tell them because I don't like it when I have to lie to go on a little secret date. But I'm worried that if I tell them, they'll cut me off from him and all my other friends. What should I do? Did any of you have conservative parents?
2: Mm. So these are college years going off to college.
1: She's about to go to college. (gasps) I called it delusional parents because her parents are delusional to think that she wouldn't go date someone.
2: Yeah. And it seems overbearing to remove your child from friends or relationships.
1: I mean, how do you do, like, how do like, how does a parent do that? Like, like, take away your phone? Yeah. Like, that's, like, very old school. Like, you can't see him anymore. Yeah. You know, like, that never works. Like, literally every movie you see that they do that, it never works.
2: Yeah. I feel like overbearing parents will definitely backfire
1: i'm guessing then also she'll be living at home when she goes to college mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like right like she won't be like in a dorm situation
2: so she can't even like keep it
1: She can't even like wait until then you know
2: right because i would say don't tell them <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them but i mean you're gonna have to constantly be interacting with them on a daily basis right that's tough
1: mm-hmm.
2: um is there such thing as like a soft launch with parents <laughs> You start just like planting the seeds like, hey. That's
1: true. You could be like, so I think I really like what's his name? Yeah. What should I do? Yeah. But if you have conservative parents, like what do you think they'll say? Like, what? I don't know. My parents were not like that. It's like I don't have that perspective. I
2: definitely had strict parents at the time, but I feel like they weren't overbearing when I showed interest in somebody.
1: Right. Like when you were 17, 18, they were like, no, you can't see him.
2: Yeah. It's wild.
1: Because the more you tell someone no, the more they want it. Yeah. It's the other things too, you know? Yeah. It's a backfire. You funny. have to give people a little Your, bit their inter- of rebel independence
2: because de- it just, yeah, it absolutely backfires. You mm-hmm. can't feel like you can, like children aren't puppets.
1: When you were in a uh, Catholic school though, mm-hmm. would the nuns and stuff get mad at people?
2: I mean, yes, but not for- For like talking
1: about boys and stuff like that or no? Uh,
2: not so much- that because I feel like we weren't super overt
1: mm, about it. Yeah.
2: Also, till eighth grade, it was co-ed, and then I went to all girls. Oh. So it's not like the nuns no could oversee. Caught. No one
1: got caught snogging in eighth grade. <laughs> I <laughs> now feel like, like yeah, it was me. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was me on the playground. No, I don't. I feel like I wasn't really like into boys when I was in eighth grade. I was very much I feel like, like into I honestly my feel friends. Like when
1: we were younger. Like, people didn't really think about it as much. I feel like now younger people think about that stuff more.
2: Mm. Yeah. Right? What I mean, changed, like, you think?
1: I don't know. It's like people are like, want to be older faster. Mm. Do you think like, it's social media? I mean, that's probably a big part of it. And also, like, everything's digital, so it's easier to connect mm-hmm. clandestinely.
2: And, like, people. compare and, yeah. Right? I can see that.
1: Because mm-hmm. you can keep everything secret. Yeah. Too.
2: Or you can't because everything is online. What
1: do you mean? Like text messages and stuff, mm. you know, or DMs. Mm. Those are all clandestine. True. So you can be like messaging a boy.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I remember being on like AIM messaging boys.
1: Right? Like your whole high school is like in the like group chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're just on Slack.
1: Then it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I don't know what to do.
2: But that's on the parents. Like, I feel like yes, you don't want to lie to your parents, but they're not also being reasonable and supportive.
1: Because then, if one of the soft launch fail or or backfires, right? So it's like planting the seeds. Like, oh, I think I like him, and they're like, then you can't see him anymore.
2: Well, at least it was a soft launch,
1: (laughs) (laughs) so they don't know the full story.
2: Yeah. What would you do, Matt? I'd do a soft launch. I'm very much like test test out the water.
1: I wouldn't say anything. I would. I would. Secret little. I would wait a year. Mm. when I was like, I think she's like 17, 18, like mm-hmm. wait a year till you're a little older mm-hmm. and see if he's still around and kind he's of worth, tell them be like, mom, I'm 19. He's worth the trouble. Like people are already having, people my age have kids,
2: mm.
1: you know, mm-hmm. like you can't tell me I can't date someone. Yeah. You know,
2: I'm a good person. Yeah.
1: You know, like I'm an A plus student. I have all these things. I have this, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also I feel like a lot of times parents are like, you can't have a significant other because you have to focus on school but then if the person is healthy for you it could actually help you be better at school you know because you're more supported Mm -hmm. in like a different way and you can like study together you could do you know yeah there's stuff like that that can make it so you're not it's not a distraction it actually it's more of a supportive thing
2: yeah it almost seems like the parents are creating a problem that's not even there yet if she is a straight-A student and mm-hmm. has all these achievements.
1: I mean, what happened to the parents' lives that made them feel this way?
2: Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's
1: the real question. Yeah. Right?
2: It's a reflection on – the. everything is a reflection on each person.
1: <laughs> I say don't tell them. Maggie <laughs> says soft launch.
2: Soft launch. I was a very rebellious teen in comparison to my oldest sister. My oldest sister was very – um, I I feel like I had I felt like I was the older sister. Like mm. I drove, I got my permit first because my mm. sister went off to college to a town that like didn't require a driver's license, mm. and she just wasn't uh, interested in right. doing it as soon as I was. So yeah. I was like, I want to drive, I want to date boys. I and my parents are like, what's going on with Maggie? She's so crazy compared to right. my older sister. Mm. Why is she so crazy? So my youngest sister always. Thanks me. She's like, thanks for
0: Raking breaking the down in. the barriers.
2: <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was seen as like a little devil child because, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I empathize. Yeah. <laughs> Soft launch, <laughs> chaos monster. <laughs>
1: so delusional parents. Okay. Okay. Here's our last write-in of today. Okay. To close out our delusion. <laughs> How to be self-delusional. Okay. I'm a 23-year-old queer lady, currently in grad school in the mental health field. I live in a city in the northeast near my college, and I moved states for my graduate education from a smaller suburban area. Even though I'm a mental health clinician in training, I have had my own mental health struggles for my entire life, and I'm I'm diagnosed with generalized anxiety and major depression. Mm -hmm. I've been regularly seeing a therapist for psychotherapy since I was 10, having my medication managed by a psychiatrist or NP for just as long. Mm. Yeah. I'm writing in because I'm reaching an age where I just feel too old to begin my love and sex journey. I crave romance and intimacy, but my anxiety gets in the way of forming connections. And because romantic connections are something I've never experienced before, I feel like I can't get past the hurdle of going on a date for the first time.
2: Mm.
1: Realistically, I know I've done things scarier, more anxiety-inducing than going on a first date, but I'm just really stuck. I'm on all the apps Like Tinder, Bumble, and Feld F E L D. Have you heard of that one? Never heard of that one. I've heard of that one. Fields. How do you say it? Fields. Fields. Yeah. Never heard of it. Learn. We're learning new things today. (laughs) Like Tinder, Bumble, and Fields, and I'm also struggling with finding folks that I'm attracted to. So I'm curious. How old were you when you had sex for the first time? How do I get past these mental hurdles? And what are some ways I can meet folks for romantic connections? Other than apps, as a person with generalized and social anxiety. I would also really like Rainey's take. She seems like an anxious girly.
0: (gasps) And that's true. (laughs) Called
1: out, called out. I mean, I love that she's getting a lot of support.
2: I feel like it takes a little practice too when you're, when you know that you're anxious about something and you're starting off doing it more it's almost like you have to get into a groove and see kind of what works yeah. because like talking all people are different right like some people that you're going to jive with and you're going to feel really comfortable and there's some people that i don't know you the the vibes are just off yeah. and like that's okay because yeah. they will find their group of friends and people there's that they date there's someone for there's everyone There's literally
1: someone for everyone and I just want to say it's never too late. Like I hate when people are like, I feel like I'm too old for this. Like mm. I'm too late. She's, she's not even that she's not, she's 23.
0: Yeah. She's 23. And she's saying that. Yeah. Oh my God. The so world is ahead of you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like I had a friend who lost a virginity at 30. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, you're, and she's doing fine.
2: I know someone who's 32. Yeah. Still has her virginity. Yeah. Virginity is so a construct, but what you, you yeah, know what I mean?
1: Like, yeah. Like, who wasn't sexual until she was 30. So it's kind of like, it's never too late. Yeah. You know, you could be 50 and it'd be your first time. Who cares? Like mm-hmm. I hate how people timestamp things with their age because it literally doesn't matter. People find success in different areas at different times in their life. And I think that's totally fine. Yeah. So also don't put the pressure on that you feel like you have to. Like you're in the pressure cooker 23 yeah. to be And you be are married.
2: in a rush to be quote unquote experienced because that just is no. a load of garbage. No
1: one cares about that. No. No. No okay. one cares about that. Yeah. So take that pressure off yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll help. Or how do you meet people on apps when you when you're? What did she say? Twenty
0: three.
1: Other than apps, yeah.
0: Other than apps. <sighs> or what's your first line if you're on an app? What do you? Mm. What's the first message you send? Mm-hmm. Yo, Because you gotta have yo. Ooh. Yo. <laughs>
1: would and that's you respond it. to someone if someone said yo to you?
0: It depends on their profile, for sure. Yo. <laughs> I
2: would absolutely not respond. I feel like is it what about okay. hey yo. I like <laughs> I like respond well when I had when I was on dating apps. I liked Bumble in that you had to like respond to a prompt first, mm. which mm. was fun because mm-hmm. you kind of have the power.
1: How do you feel about someone like sending you a quote?
2: Depends on the quote. Are we talking <laughs> like are we talking like a biblical quote or talking like Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> like what are we what, I mean it I guess just that depends does depend. Yeah. Quotes can be anything. What if
1: it was a smut quote?
2: Oh, my gosh. It was like an excerpt from a book.
1: From the priest.
2: Ghosted. <laughs> Ghosted.
1: No, like, uh, like I don't know. Like, this is my favorite quote.
2: It depends on the quote, Matt. Tell me.
1: Live long and prosper. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm, like, looking for someone a who's trache. on par with home goods in 2019.
1: <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. what what are, What were your start like on the apps.
2: I don't, I can't say that I mastered it because Zach yeah. and I did not meet online. Yeah. So,
1: but you like talking about like, a, not just like, Hey yo, you were like, Hey yo, you were like, Hey, prompted by something to make mm. to do like a specific response.
0: Did you curate it per person? Or did you have
2: a ge- generic? I don't think I had a, ge- I wasn't on, like, I didn't talk a, co- a lot on a them.
1: So paste. I didn't think
0: I had to yeah. get, I don't think I had like a formula.
1: You didn't, do you copy and paste Rainy?
0: You sometimes it? you have to because oh. otherwise it's like I mean, I don't know if you have to i I don't have any success on it, so I don't know, <laughs> but I'm just like sometimes it's just like, oh my gosh, this is grueling, you know, yeah. like I just have to send something and see if they're funny.
2: So do you go back to certain conversations that you've had with certain people and you're like, copy paste.
0: <laughs> just, or what did I, what have I done? I've done like um uh like going to Whole Foods want anything oh or something like that okay. I didn't have that from a show. That's kind
2: of fun.
1: Going to Trader Joe's.
0: What's your favorite snack?
2: Yeah. Go. Wow. I mean, the Trader Joe's snack actually is pretty good. That is a good good. one.
1: Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I would actually respond to that.
2: I feel like you can tell a lot by a person. You have to
1: get the, you know.
0: What is your favorite Trader Joe's? Actually,
1: so my favorite thing at Trader Joe's. Here we go. Is they have frozen gnocchi. What's that? They're like the potato pastas. Oh, okay. And and it, because it's like the, well, they don't even call it a pasta. They call it like actually potato. Mm. In Italy, they don't even call it pasta, but... um, it's with like a red sauce basically, and it's Ooh. frozen. So you literally just like pull it, put it in a skillet and like heat Ooh. it up, and it's so good. It's so quick.
2: Yum. Mm. What about you? So I, what I are we talking frozen? Or are we talking like snack? i say one of each. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I really love, obviously, the chili lime
1: chips. Yeah, you do love those. Those love are
2: those. so good. They're good. The one, the closest Trader Joe's to me is constantly sold out. So I think it's Hot hyper. It's always sold out, but I've gone to other Trader Joe's and they're just like on the shelves. So mm-hmm. it's just really frustrated me. And I feel like my obsession has grown more because I actually have to work for it mm-hmm. and go to other Trader Joe's to find them because clearly the population around me also likes them. I think that they went viral on TikTok at first. Uh, second probably. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed them before they went by. So I was really upset for a little bit um, in the frozen aisle. I really like their hash browns. Hash browns mm-hmm. are like my comfort food. Crispy. You just throw it on the skillet too. It yeah. heats up very quickly.
1: Oh, so good. For breakfast, Mm -hmm. well, I love chips. I'm a chip (laughs) king. You are, and but chips aren't healthy for you, you know. But Trader Joe's has these like lentil chips. Would have like some cumin on them, Mm. so it feels like they're healthier because you're eating lentils. Yum. Right. Got to try them. It it gives you the crunchy satisfaction, but it's not like the you don't get as much satisfaction as like a Lay's potato chip.
0: Ooh, yum. Yeah, because you're a, you're a potato chip, not tortilla. How do you feel about tortilla? I do like
1: tortilla chips, but if I had two and both of them in front of me, potato, yeah. potato,
0: <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. that makes sense. Rainy, what's yours? Ooh, um, okay. First of all, my grandpa was like, "I want to go to Trader Joe's and show you all my favorite snacks," and I was like, "That's Aww. so cute. We have to be filming that." Um, I think. Okay, first of all, love the little ice cream cones, the mini ones. <gasps> those, are so, mm. those are so good. Mm. And also, they have this like, um, it's not the best, but it's like such a bargain um, a giant, like, family sized lasagna for like $6 or something. Oh, so sometimes I get that. It's a treat. yum. Yeah. Yum. That's great. I'm trying to think of the, oh, the hatch, the hatch mac and cheese too. I
1: really mm, like yum. Spicy. hmm.
2: They have really yummy coffee creamer that I just started using pumpkin it's like a brown sugar oat milk Mm. it's like this big um i've been making lots of coffee at home lately and that with like a little bit of sea salt on top Mm, yeah i feel like i'm a barista
1: you are a barista you're always making coffee drinks you were all your matcha kick
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i I made rose syrup
1: yeah you're gonna be a barista soon i can see it yeah you're gonna have a whole setup at home
2: i know I want to have like a, well, they
1: You should do that. You should do like. I
2: want to do coffee shops. Yeah, you should do And like, just invite everyone over, yeah, yeah, but you're out of town somewhere. You should, do like once, so you much,
1: should just so. do it like once a month and be like coffee shop. Everyone come over.
2: I have to like bulk prep though, because I'll get yeah. really stressed <laughs> as soon as people arrive. I'm going to put you behind the thing so I can actually talk to people. I can do people. the
1: espresso. Yeah. I'm good at that. I've, I know maybe I need we need like machine. a col- I
2: only, yeah. Maybe we borrow your machine, get my machine. I'll make cold brew, I'll make iced tea. Yeah. And then everyone's covered. We'll tag team and just hopefully nobody orders something fancy.
1: You have to have a signature drink. Exactly. Yeah. So I have to have like a little bit. Like two or three of them and then just like the basic. Mm-hmm. Like a latte and espresso.
2: And all drink. my syrups.
1: Yeah, Starbucks. I I can, Maggie Bucks.
2: Okay. I'll try and pull it off. Maggie
1: Bucks. That'd be fun. We can do it.
2: Okay. And all we can make like a couple pastries.
1: Mm, so pastries, Like a croissant. That takes like a long time to make. You're really, you're really dragging this. <laughs> I'm
2: really making it's it harder week for long myself. a week-long process
1: making the croissants. Well, I don't the... want
2: everyone to come over and have like empty stomachs and like be all acidic.
1: We're going to give them the chili lime chips. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and coffee. <laughs> Imagine that's all I have.
1: No, actually there are. Um, I'll give
2: everyone protonics too because everyone's stomach's going right? to be so sour. I feel like
1: there are easy things to make like cupcake size. ooh, Breakfast. Pastry stuff that's easy, just like yeah, it and like like egg bites and stuff you can do at home.
2: They have the, like the Pillsbury crescents. Yeah, I could do that. Those are good. Matt, come over.
1: Okay, let's Help do it. Me. We let's can do it. a we can do a coffee a coffee weekend. Okay. coffee coffee shop.
2: I'll get us aprons. Maggie
1: bucks. I'll get us aprons. Okay, that'll be fun. But we didn't finish answering our friend here.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: how how I feel like we didn't answer how else to meet people besides on the apps.
2: I think you just need. A little bit of patience and love for yourself. A little bit of confidence. Mm-hmm. And just like if you have time and you're not like in college or.
1: She's in grad school. She moved in gra- to I a know, new place it, for grad school. So you have
2: limited time. But honestly, like doing if you can find a class or an activity and mm-hmm. have like a little bit of time. That's like a really great way to meet people.
1: Also, because she is a queer woman, I think it'd be great because usually campuses are kind of queer hubs, mm-hmm. you know. And they have a lot of resources or clubs or events Mm -hmm. or happy hours or that type of stuff where you just need to start mingling with people. Yeah. Not necessarily to find someone that you want to date there. No. But make friends because those friends have friends or those friends will invite you to other things. So it's like you have to start the chain reaction now because meeting this one person will let you to like, you know, Meet meet your person later on. Like think about Zach. Zach probably wouldn't have been at the Abbey that one night if he wasn't friends with Eugene. Right? Yeah. So because Zach was friends with Eugene, they developed this relationship. They went out. Mm-hmm. They were there that one night that they met you. Bam. Bam. <clears throat> that chain reaction had started years before. Dynamite.
2: You know? <sighs> Fireworks.
1: Yeah. So I feel like you have to think about it that way. Is not.
2: Putting so much pressure on yourself. Have it that now, you,
1: now, 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 now.
2: And you have to get straight to that destination. Like yeah. there's little stops along the you way. Have to
1: start the chain reaction now. hmm To so find groups, find people, events. Mm-hmm. Campuses are great resources because there's always stuff going on. There's talks. There's movies. There's so meetings. many places to yeah. meet. Pe- and most times on campuses, people want to connect and talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Like that's not how it is a lot in the real world. No. You know, like the real world, people like you really have to run seek away from out. you. They don't want to make eye contact yeah. with you and stuff.
2: Yeah, it's so true.
1: So, like being in school you is like a huge advantage to network and meet people. Yeah. And Sometimes
2: stuff. you're like working from home and like don't. Yeah. Interact with many people aside from like Zoom meetings. So Mm -hmm. yeah, university, grad school are great hubs Mm -hmm. to meet people. And if you don't have that, look for different community pockets. Yeah. What is your most recent friendship? How did you form the connection? Was it through like a friend of a friend? Was it at like a social event? Were you?
1: I would say my most recent like close friendship. Mm Mm-hmm. Was ex, was actually um, Alex and Carlin mm-hmm. that I met at Miles and Sarah's wedding.
2: There we go. So like social settings. Yeah, through other social friends. settings.
1: So it was like totally unexpected. We were at the wedding. Alex and I just like, we just had like a connection like right away when we saw, when we saw each other. It was very weird. Hmm. It was like an energy thing. So we started talking and then we kind of hung out through the rest of the night at the party and stuff. And then... We hung out after that and it's been, we've been friends ever since.
0: Yeah.
2: Wow.
1: So you just have to start at the chain reaction now. Yeah. That's how I would think about it. And that also takes the pressure off of like the anxiety of talking to like dates and stuff.
2: Yeah. And practice talking to different people. Yeah.
1: Cause dates are, I mean, like when you're looking to date someone, it should be like someone, the person you want to date should also be a friend. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like in your relationship, they should also be a friend in your relationship. Yeah. Not just, you know, a lover, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. Depending on what you're looking for. But yeah. Agreed. Yes. So practice the friendship first. Mm -hmm. Well, good luck. Let us know how it goes.
2: And you got this.
1: Yeah, you got this.
2: Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. We really appreciate it. If you have any more advice that you need, just want to send us a message, our email is pot at gmail.com. Um, we love reading your questions, your advice. So, yeah. Um, be sure to wash your hands. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Register to vote in your local elections. Um And what else am I missing?
1: Tip your servers.
2: Remember to tip your servers. Get vaccinated. And we will see you next week.
0: Bye. Bye.